Hello, everyone. Uh, here we are once again uh, with yet another edition. I uh, losing count at this point, um, especially because we have some others recorded that we haven't released yet. But this will be about number 12, maybe, or something like that. Uh, yeah, you probably should just stop doing that because at one point you're going to get all confused. <laughs> this is uh, number 17. Juan, we're on 38, bud. <laughs> oh, I'm already. I thought it was 13, but I could be wrong. Well, like know, Mark sorry. said, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It does not matter. This is we. Uh, well, my name is Juan. Uh, here with Mark and Kevin, and this is the podcast. We like movies, and uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, we'll see if today is one of those times or not. We are reviewing a film chosen by uh, Mr. Kevin. Hey, you. Uh, titled Sukiyaki Western Django. It came out, was released in 2007 and stars a bunch of people whose names I'm not even going to try to pronounce, but also stars uh, Quentin Tarantino. And uh, I'll leave it to Kevin to tell us how he. Uh, found out about this movie or what he knew about it beforehand but i can tell you that it's a sort of a samurai western about two clans the reds and the whites who live in the same uh, town or took over this town and um, are there to try to get this gold and and also to prevent the other people from getting uh, this gold or this treasure then a nameless gunman shows up uh, saying that I guess he can get the gold and whoever wants to pay him, he'll get it for them. Um, he's very convincing because he's a very good uh, fighter and uh, um, I don't know what, uh, what gunfighter. <laughs> and um, but then, you know, uh, then he finds out that there's, that there's this story about this prostitute whose husband was killed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said she was a prostitute? <laughs> I don't think she was taking money for it. The description of the movie said she was a prostitute. <laughs> really? Because yes. during, well, okay, I guess we'll continue. Sorry, I get, well, that's going to be discussing the movie then. So, um, yeah, she has this uh, this woman of the night um, with a very tragic backstory. And so the gunman ends up kind of um, trying to help her. Um, and that's that's where I'll leave it. Um, anything you guys want to add or want to jump into just your initial uh, reaction to this film? Just jump in. Both feet. You know, it's kind I'll of racist that you only pronounce the white guy's name. <laughs> it's out of respect. I don't. I, oh, I'll I'll pronounce. I'll maybe go for the director, who I, I think is Takashi Mike. <laughs> He's got two eyes, so I think it's a Mike. <laughs> oh, that was great. That's. I mean. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. <clears throat> All right. So first, I, I want to lead off with letting y'all know that um, Westerns are probably one of my favorite genre of movies. What? Like, it, 
I know, I know. I, I remember a couple episodes ago you mentioned you didn't like him, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna save it. I'm saving this. Um, it is. It's probably one of, definitely one of my top three, if not like my top one. I love Western movies. Um, when I saw the poster, talk about them, you're never like, oh, guys, we should watch this Western movie. Well, no, because I, I, I like them. I understand why people don't like them, but I love. So when I saw it, it did remind me of um, A Fistful of Dollars, which was based on Yojimbo, which also I like because I do like um, like older um, samurai movies. Also, a lot of um, Akira Kurosawa stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's watch this because it looks like it was going to be a retelling of that with, you know, a little bit of, you know, more modern flair going to it. So I was excited. Um, it looked like they added some Kung Fu hustle into this movie. So it um, it took some turns I wasn't expecting. I also read that they cut about 30 minutes from the from the version that we saw. So I think that might have, uh, you know, impacted my viewing of it a little bit because some stuff I didn't know what was going on exactly. But... Uh, I, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Uh take a guess that that's not the only reason why you didn't know what was going on at times. What? what do you, I don't understand what that means, but okay. Uh, you will. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, but other, other than that, like I said, I, I liked a lot of what I saw. I didn't like necessarily love it, but um, there's aspects that, I, that we're going to touch on, but I just want to talk real fast on that, and then I'll throw it to Mark to see what his initial reaction was. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of still stuck on the whole I love Westerns <laughs> thing. I love them, but you you don't talk like you don't talk about them. You don't. You, I don't like it, it's not like it's not a love where I have where I'm like, oh guys, y'all gotta watch this western. No, like I watch it. I saw the the remake of Magnificent Seven in theaters with my brother, like at a midnight show. And I was like, Ken, do you want to go? We went to go see it because I really wanted to see it. Um, I like I said, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Like you've never expressed like, oh man, I really yeah. want to watch this movie because it's a western, and I have a thing for western. Like there's so many chances for you to bring that 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 little fact up about you, and you just laid it out right now, and I'm just like dumbfounded. I feel like I don't know you. There's and not I, that, I, there's not that many tra- chances. I mean, when you think about it, there's like <laughs> one good western that comes out every ten years now. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. What do you like? But <laughs> what is but like. like <laughs> <laughs> but but I've wanted to watch this movie before we even started doing the podcast. So once we said, "All right, we're gonna pick," I'm like, I put it on my list. I'm like, "All right, at one point we're gonna watch it together because I didn't want to watch it without you guys." So I was like, "All right, let's do this." All right, we got to move past this, Mark. <laughs> yeah, all right, think, yeah, Mark? okay. That I guess that'll be like off off screen. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm shocked. Um, okay, so um. I will say Tarantino was so hilariously bad. Um, his his third accent really almost Thank bothered you. me. Um, <laughs> I, I counted at least three. I, it was so, one of like them, I, which was like racist and offensive. Well, yeah. So he was talking normal at first, and then he is explaining. You know, I I always have subtitles on, so it said in Japanese voice, the blah blah blah, and he started talking like that. And I'm like, okay. I get it, he's doing it for added effect. But then he, when he comes out in the wheelchair, all like as a curmudgeon, he's got like a completely different accent. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. If, is this a time traveling? Uh, what was his name? Pyragon? Um, um, uh, Piro. Piringo. Piringo. I'm like, is this a time traveling Piringo? Is this a, a an incest baby Piringo? Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, 
sorry, I'm just getting into it. I, I realized I didn't really give my thoughts. Um, I am very, very torn on whether I really love this movie or if I just like it. Um, I, 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 I did. There's some, there's things that I dislike, but I like heavily dislike them. And then there's things that I like and I really like them. So I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, there were times where I didn't know what the hell was happening. And even though they were speaking in their, you know, really broken English, it felt like I was listening to something in another language. The the story just kind of went off. I feel like it was just like a, a bump of Coke and they just started writing and then back, back on track. Um, it was just, yeah, it was kind of crazy, but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, I kind of figured what I was getting into when I saw the, uh, the poster. Um, I, I, I see you mentioned the Kung Fu Fury, but I feel like it, it wanted to be funny like that, but it didn't do well, but there were just, there were just subtle kind of dry moments that were hilarious to me. And I feel like if they would have just kept that route, it would have been a much funnier movie, but I felt like they were trying to do a little bit of the Kung Fu Fury as well. I don't know if that came out around the same time or not, but anyways, yes, I, I kind of, um, I, I, I agree with that as well. Um, is there a movie called, are you, cause Kevin said Kung Fu Hustle and oh, there, I know there's balls of fury. <laughs> are you combining, are you ma- mashing those? Or yes. is there a Cor- movie correct. That- correct. Okay. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm, I'm thinking about, um, it's the uh what was it is it kung yeah kung pao into the fist i only know that i know it is into the fist bro that's my favorite one kung pao that that like i love that one um so that's kind of my my go-to movie when 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 it comes to this this kind of shtick um but anyways yeah i felt like it was trying to do that but it didn't work well um I don't know why they spoke in English because I I feel like there was pauses in the dialogue because they were just trying to make sure that they were saying their words correctly. Cause some of them, you can tell like English was not their, their first uh, language, but it was just strange that everything was in English. Um, I was expecting a completely um, Japanese movie. At, At first I was like, wow, this is, this dub is really in sync. (laughs) <laughs> like, I was watching, like they did a good job yeah and it was just funny because i could i could see the actors faces as they're trying to because english is not an easy language so i could just see the actors and actresses trying to you know say these words in a way that we can understand them and you know they're enunciating but then they're also pausing because it's like all right i gotta get my wits out of but all right let's continue this line so it was just funny. It was funny that there was just random pauses between dialogue as they're talking. Um, yeah, man, I just, I really don't know. I don't know if, I don't hate it. i tell you that much. I liked it. I, I did like it. Um, I just, I don't know if it's a, it's a love for me or a li- just still a like. Oh. Okay, that's fair. Well, I guess I'll be the lone gunman here. Oh, come on, man. That was obvious. Saying that... <laughs> Did not like this movie, but um, let me t- and I will, you know, bring up two things here. Number one, I do like westerns. I like good westerns. 
Um, and, but, but uh, that goes against you just said there's only one good western. So how do you like good <laughs> westerns? You like one movie? What? I didn't say what. I said there's one released every ten years. A good, a really like a good, good one. one. Yeah, I like westerns though, and and I like those. Bro, good you're ones thirty like... years old, so that's three movies. Yeah, I mean, there's not that many, but <laughs> I've also gone back to watch older ones when they were, <laughs> when they more. were more common. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I, I, dude, this is just, it's baffling to me that I'm hearing about this Western thing. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like y'all are either pranking me or something. Is this episode, I don't know. Okay. Sorry, continue. Um, yeah, the other thing I was going to say was that um, I also, unfortunately, didn't have the uh, luxury of subtitles. Um Kevin said that this was streaming on Peacock, so I watched it on Peacock, tried to turn the subtitles on, did not work. Um, they may as well have been speaking Japanese <laughs> because I could hardly follow along. I had to go back and read what this movie was about and what was happening. Um, and again, I don't, I don't blame them for, for trying. I think that it was a valid attempt, but I, it, it's, a, it's a most peculiar and odd um, decision from the director um, to 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 have this done this way. It could have easily been dubbed or just in Japanese with English subtitles would have been far better. Like, how do you make a movie where most of your audience, I mean, the Americans don't understand it and the Japanese who don't speak English don't understand it. It's like, what a terrible decision. Oh, but, on, um, yeah. One point, on Peacock, for some reason, it always. I wish you would have texted me because if you if you put the subtitles on and it's not playing, if you back out the movie and then go back in, the subtitles will appear. For some reason, they will never appear like originally. You have to back out and then go back in because I watch it with subtitles. Uh, yeah, that that'll be helpful for the next time. I honestly, just you know, this movie was already so strange, you know, because it's a western um, <laughs> with like samurais, and so I don't know. I just thought it was a decision by the director, like, no, I don't want subtitles. So, um, but I did. So I I did do something different this time, and I just I guess I've been a little disappointed. Uh, it, in myself with my maybe my my effort um, over the last couple of movies that we've done um, just feel like it hasn't maybe been been my best and so I wanted to I guess uh, quote unquote try um, in this one so actually after the movie ended I kind of wrote a little review um, so if you guys can spare a couple minutes it's just two paragraphs <laughs> Um, I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can Wait, how long is this they're, they're just two paragraphs. Are, are no, you kicking us out? No, no, no. I, I oh, you. We I, can stay and listen. I hope that <laughs> um, this will, you know, be something that you can, you know, comment on, and it, it's just a more organized version of my thoughts on it. All right. So, <clears throat> okay. Oh, oh, I hope it's like a beatnik. All right. Go ahead. My father loves spaghetti westerns and particularly loved the Dollars Trilogy starring Clint Eastwood, which Sukiyaki Western Django is paying tribute to, along with Yojimbo by Akira Kurosawa and other spaghetti westerns by Sergio Leone and Sergio Corbucci. While I was too young to enjoy these movies the way that my father did, 
I do remember them some, as well as having gone back years later to watch The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which was by far his favorite. I remember there being minimal dialogue and something about the characters, particularly the main character that was always distant and mysterious. That along with the fact that the protagonist of these movies is usually an anti-hero in that he has a certain code of ethics, which is gray to say the least, he often seemed to be perhaps just a slightly better person than the guys he was trying to mow down, or at least morally better than, uh, than them in his current circumstance. For all intents and purposes, Takayashi Mike's protagonist, the lone gunman, shows fewer signs of an elastic morality, although he definitely takes advantage of sleeping with the prostitute. But in the tradition of the Dollars Trilogy and other spaghetti westerns, he is mysterious, distant, impersonal, stone cold, and unrelatable. I have to agree with Will Sloan of Inside Toronto who wrote that Sukiyaki Western Django is an empty spectacle. Sure, it may be fun to watch characters getting shot in creative ways or dying in visually striking shots, swords slicing through bullets and women licking smoking guns, but a movie like this may as well be the equivalent of watching an ant circus because you simply cannot indulge in the immersive experience that takes place when you can relate to characters and therefore experience any type of catharsis, mental or emotional expansion or introspective growth. The great Quentin Tarantino was in this movie, and of him, Sloan writes, Kill Bill was a comic book, yes, but Tarantino allowed his actors room to create characters the audience could care about, while Mike, by having his cast speak awkward English, is perversely trying to keep their characters two-dimensional and keeps the audience distant. I could not agree more. I had to go back and read about most of what took place in this movie because it was almost impossible in most shots to understand what the characters were saying. What an odd choice. There were also difficult and unnecessary scenes to sit through, like when a woman has, has her husband murdered in cold blood right in front of her and is immediately raped right after. While those scenes certainly do a good job of coloring the darkness and cold evil of these characters, it also makes something that is supposed to be an entertaining spectacle vastly less entertaining. In conclusion, I do appreciate the attempt to pay homage to a classic genre and a significant era in cinema cinematic history, which no one has done more justice to than Quentin Tarantino, by combining Westerns with samurai films and aiming for a harmonious melding of Eastern, Western, and European influences, but the movie lacks depth and weight, and therefore fails to connect in any meaningful or significant way, and even as a spectacle, it is almost instantaneously forgettable. Worse than that, it is a thief, as those are 90 minutes I will never get back. Come on, it wasn't that bad. You're not going to get those 90 minutes. First, I don't know if I'm disagreeing with you or Mr. Sloan. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, no, his quote was short. I mean, he, he did the thing about two-dimensional characters. Oh, he didn't say yeah. end quote, so I didn't know when it ended. Oh, sorry. Here, here, here's the thing about that. Why would you want to be immersed in this world where you see all this fighting and like I, I don't I don't understand the immersion, you know, that this isn't a this isn't a drama, you know, this isn't a a, a romance, this isn't um yeah. you know a mystery. You know, those those movies require more immersion. But if I'm looking at an answer, because you best believe I just want to be on the outside. I don't want to be immersed in an ant circus. So I don't know. It was just, 
I thought that that was like the most striking thing that stuck out. Um, everything else I really, uh, I, I can't argue too much about. And I, I see what you guys mean about the prostitute. So you mean that, cause, uh, so I was talking about when, when, when the son brought, brought uh, her home, she wasn't a prostitute then. No. no. So what the, okay. That's what I'm was, thinking. Yeah. No, what the description said was that basically in order to protect her son after that, she kind of became a prostitute to that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cause you said yeah. in your description, you said that the son brought home a prostitute and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. We don't know if she was a prostitute. And you're like, that's what it said. Okay. Yes. I, when she went to the white side, um, yeah, but she, she was, those are her people. She came from the whites. Yeah, yeah. So she, she went back to she them. went back to Hoenn. Um, yeah. and it was interesting because that that question was asked: Did you do this for your son's safety, or did you just do this for vengeance? And I was like, "Ooh, that's a good question." Um, I don't well, know. I I I do think you should give it another shot with subtitles on. Um, because it's not a perfect story. But I mean, I really think there are more tributes that you missed um, because I, you know, the things that you're describing, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I saw that stuff and I, I don't like Westerns. So I feel like, I don't know. Now I, I, I will say if you've already written off the movie, then, you know, there, there's no point, but um, you know, no, I, I mean, I, it's. I mean, I get what you, I. I did see the tributes, and I do appreciate them, it, but it's kind of like looking at a, you know, Picasso like Cubist painting. It's just a, a a bunch of, you know, random shapes that don't really fit fit together. Actually, I'm not doing Picasso justice, but <laughs> no, it's just know. it's it, it's another artist's take on Picasso. You but just it, don't like it his just, take. It, it, no, I mean, I like it. For example, like Quentin Tarantino does the same thing, and his movies are full of, you know, tributes and you know, um, shout outs and, and yeah, but it's, it's a story you you can understand and, and you're invested in a story and characters, right? So yeah. that's what I'm saying, like. Um, I liked certain things, but at the end, this this did not accomplish that in in any way, shape, or form. And I do have a question, and I think even right there in that statement, you kind of answered your question about like, yeah, I don't need to be immersed in the sense of like putting on a VR, you know, a virtual reality set and like being being a, a part of this world, you know, and like seeing the gore right in front of me. But I need to have a connection to care. You know, without it, it is it is an ant circus that I, I don't really care about, no matter how, you know, at that point, then it has to be like really, really um, a well done sp spectacle, you know, to to be like at least well, it was visually uh, incredible, you know, and this one, it had cool things for sure, but it wasn't even enough uh, visually to to surpass you know, what it lacked from a story or, or a character perspective. And I do have one question because um, I do feel like I have a very good understanding of the story. Again, after, you can read the description on the Wikipedia page, which I, I think does a great job. But um, but um, I do, yeah, have a question, which is, so um, my favorite character in the movie was um, Bloody Benton. And, um, but like, did she just wait like until so long to like get her revenge because she knew she couldn't take on everyone by herself or like why did she not 
do but anything. She did take on everybody by herself. I know. So like, I think... why did why did she wait so long? Was uh, it? I mean, I guess it wasn't so long. She was, but taking, it was a few. Well, years. she was taking care of her grandson. Yeah. I think she didn't want to rock any. At least that's what I can assume. She didn't want to rock because yeah, her guess main role had become taking really care of the kid. Yeah, that much time really didn't pass if you think about it. Because yeah. when he watched his father die, and the time that we saw him, you know, there there were slight changes in his appearance. So, um, but you know what? I guess timelines are kind of confusing because I guess it made it seem to me like so much time has passed. Because again. Quentin Tarantino is so drastically older when he comes in next. And then she's also so drastically older. And so I just think it, I get it, but I think it wasn't presented well because even the timeline was a little bit confusing to where it, you know, you have to base it off of the kid because the kid hasn't aged that much more, but it almost seemed like everyone else kind of had. No, there was one point when they were talking about when the gangs came in for the gold and everything. I think I want to believe she said it was like two months from when the other gang showed up. She goes, and then two months ago, this gang showed up, you know, and they were content to let them. And I think that's when the killing happened. It was it was only a few months from when uh, Akira had died. Yeah. So maybe maybe uh, Ben just didn't know when she wanted to exact her revenge. But the one thing I want to say when, uh, you know, because I know y'all were speaking, I think what I appreciate about it, like, again, the story is not the, it's not the greatest story. It's not the greatest dialogue. So I don't even think with subtitles, it's going to change much. What I enjoyed about this movie was like, there were so many different things going on and what what kept me in it, not immersed, but what what kept me going in in on the movie was I was, I was waiting and trying to figure out in my head, like, oh, how are all these pieces going to come together at the end? And a lot of it is a little predictable. And then some of it, you're like, oh, wow, that came out of nowhere. And I think that, to me, was was very enjoyable about the movie. Just these different aspects of, like, all right, well, we know this guy has a past. Like, who are these people hanging? hanging? And, oh, the grandma. Oh, like, once it happened, it was like, oh, no way. She's going to be bloody bent in. I'm like, yeah, she is. You know what I mean? And all these things started <laughs> clicking. And it's just like puzzle pieces starting to fit together. You're like, okay, okay. And and even at the end, when it when at the end, I know it was just a, like a really quick tag on at the end. It's like, and the boy grew up and moved and became Django. I was like, oh, <laughs> I wanna, I, that was out of nowhere. I was like, I want to see that story. I'm like, what happened with this kid? Yeah, the ending was kind of just like, all right, well, I guess we'll tell you what happened. Um, <laughs> I, I, one, the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest thing that I hated about this movie and will forever stick with me. And I will never change my mind on it is those damn outfits. I don't know why they were dressed like that. It really pissed me off. They all look stupid. They all look dumb. I don't understand. And I love, I love samurai movies. Um, so even just regular plain white clothing and red clothing would have been, but the jeans, I was like, dude, this, I, I, I don't know. That kind of threw me off to for the movie to begin with because I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching. Like, what are they wearing? Um, I thought I thought the 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 head of the white clan, um, the samurai awesome. with the samurai yeah. sword. Yeah. I thought nope. he looked awesome. <laughs> he was well. He came out with his his headdress at the beginning when they first arrived, <laughs> and he walked out. I was like, oh dang! But you know, he stopped wearing that, so he wasn't cool anymore. He looked like a freaking lead singer for a band. <laughs> you like the little cape thing he had going. 
<laughs> yeah, man. So uh, that that for me will always be like I I can't I can't get into this movie. I the, the, it's just so terrible. Uh, but on the complete other side, what I loved was the gory. Um, everything about it just made me go, "Wow, this is great." Uh, my favorite scene was with the uh, the sword in the head. Uh, I mean, I thought that guy had great acting. He was like doing the slow claps, and his eyes were twitching. I'm like, "Dang, it looks like he really got cut in the head." Um, but you know, it was it, it was it was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, that I liked, that was. Uh... Yeah, I like the hole in the in the in the guy's uh, torso, and then the arrow that was shot through the hole <laughs> kills someone else. The guy just pulls another one as a body shield. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's just stuff like that. And then, um, what was his first name? My uh, my motto. Anyways, when he when he goes that sure. for now sure. now well now we known as Henry. Dude, I died laughing. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, so just like things like that were funny. But what made me think about Kung Fu, I almost said Kung Fu Fury again. Um, <clears throat> what makes me Kung think Pao, about those Kung- movies, yeah, Kung Pao and all those, is that the actors they were doing a lot of overreact, like overacting in their scenes, like a lot of overacting. And that's what you do in those type of, you know, um, those movies. So that was another thing that made me go, Oh, okay. This is one of those movies, but it never got there. Like they kept trying, but it's like, Oh, there's nothing that's really like, I feel like they want to be over the top and outlandish, but they're not really doing anything. I mean, the gore is there, but everyone's gory, you know, it's, I, I don't know. The, the slapstick isn't really coming around, but I feel like you want to do it. Yeah. So like I, well, go ahead. Sorry, I thought about the slapstick, like when the the red guy got shot off the horse, and he's just <laughs> yeah. laying there. Oh, sorry, he slow rolls out of the way. <laughs> that was, was the like, best scene, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is awesome. And but then, like, I thought it was gonna be more like that, and then it just doesn't. And then the guy starts yeah. bending bullets at him. Yeah, he should have just started rolling down the whole mountain, and then he rolls yeah. up into a bar, and he gets up and gets a drink. Like that was that—that's what those movies do. But this one was just, you know, aha, that was a funny moment. Yeah, all right, I guess it, it did make me chuckle. But you know, it, for what you're offering, man, I it didn't it didn't feel right. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I agree. I mean, it, it just wasn't consistent with a lot of those things. You know, take, for example, in that same scene, um, the guy that was the sheriff, who was a very confusing character, because how, you know, like halfway through the movie, we find out he's a schizophrenic. But um, when he had when he was like getting dragged by the horse and like had his back broken and then the next scene, he's fine. It, it was it was wild, man. And then <laughs> the other thing that annoyed me was the hero, the lone gunman. Um, he got beat up by the White Clan, and honestly, when you're talking about gore, like that scene didn't. He got punched a few times. Apparently, they beat him, you know, near death. But no, when he when he rolled over and fell down, he had so much damage. I was like, man, those those punches were loaded. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was like, what? (laughs) Yo, this red clan don't play, or white clan don't play. Um, Yeah, I I did think he. I think he. I did think he died at one point because I'm like, oh, he's dead, and they showed uh, Bloody Benton. I was like, oh, she's taking over the next half of the movie. Okay. Yeah, I was waiting for uh, 
uh, is it Magic Max? I thought he he, <laughs> he gave him the big pill. Miracle, that, miracle, 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 Max. Mir- miracle Max. Yeah, <laughs> gave him the giant pill that brought him back to life. But you know, on a um, on a sort of deeper level or or a yeah, a deeper look at it, I I think one of the things that I felt that I kind of liked was that you know in the midst of the violence and 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 the gore not that that bothered me but um based upon this story um and and somewhat i guess not necessarily being immersed but at least uh being being presented with this world i don't know i did like that um as far as the tough guys like nobody was likable and like no one was really good um you know you could make an argument for the lone gunman having you know the 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 best moral compass but again he was pretty quick to you know lay down with with that that prostitute or, or lady what. of the night um but um yeah i mean like the reds the whites like you you couldn't really choose who you liked because you know the next one was worse than the other so I guess in that sense, I thought, you know, that that was kind of um, maybe making a statement about, you know, violence and and that level of hatred and uh, animosity and and even just um, um, uh, like by bias. Um, I can't think of what the word like prejudice, you know, mm-hmm. against against um you know a different clan a different gang or whatever um and just how senseless and thoughtless um and silly like it all was so i did kind of appreciate that that um uh, sentiment in the movie yeah you actually make me appreciate the ending more now because of the fact that it just kind of jumps over to ben and now this is the ending of the movie hayahachi um because yeah, that, that everyone else is just like like even the gunman. I'm just like eh, I don't really, I'm not rooting for him either. He's only going, he's only showing up for money. You know, he's not doing anything for a good reason. Um, so I just yeah, I, I was kind of now I'm, I'm happy how the movie ended. Yeah. The the one thing that like when I didn't look at it at a, on a deeper level because I did go back. I was like, all right, let me see what this was trying to say. Um. I think one thing that stood out was like the need for vengeance always led to like the person who wanted vengeance getting hurt. And even how we mentioned about bloody Benton, as long as she wasn't going for vengeance, she was living a happy life. She was raising this kid. Once she's like, all right, I'm going for the revenge. You know, she ends up getting killed. Um, it, it cost them everything. Even the, like, let's say the mom, you know, whether she was prostitute or not, like her, her desire for vengeance made like, she wasn't even raising her son. And she forgot all about these flowers that her son has taken care of. And then even her trying to go back for that, it cost her all that. And it, it ends up costing her life. The gunman ends up getting like beat up because he, he apparently is trying to go for revenge. Because even though he, he states that it's only for gold at first, he's like, no, he has his own reasons for doing stuff. And all these people who are trying to get revenge on, on all these underlings are all trying to get, you know, are all getting this nasty end. And then that's why it's interesting to see what's going to happen to the boy when he gets older. Is he going out there for vengeance or is he like, hey, I want to go help people? And that, that was my take on it on a deeper level. Oh, so the one after this is now uh, Django Unchained? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he grew up and changed a bit. But. Um, yeah, I, I uh, again, and 
I feel like um, it's hard to also just judge this movie on its own merits when it's so much of it is like a tribute to things that have come before it, you know? So like even the lone gunman, you know, who I, again, like, as you guys, like I, I, I wanted to like, like him until he made certain choices, you know, not only that, but even he just, he even kind of turned out to be like, Oh, not as heroic or not as, you know, right. And disappointing, but I I did have that same feeling with him, Kevin. And again, since this is your favorite genre, um, one of my favorites. Do you? Because I remember when I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It was a long time ago, but um, I do remember like knowing that Clint Eastwood was like the protagonist. But I you know I was much younger, so I remember also like being really confused because I think there's a scene with a woman where he doesn't like treat her particularly kindly. Um, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, or it could be another, another Western with, with Clean Eastwood. But I just remember like, you know, my young mind being like, is this guy supposed to be the good guy? Like, is he the one supposed to be the one that I'm rooting for? But like, I feel like he's not that good. Um, and so, um, yeah, do, do, I, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I would say this, like, no, like, of course, like, they're they're more brutish towards women because uh, they have their own goals that you don't know about. Like, when we talk about Sergio Leone's, like, movies, like, my personal favorite is Once Upon a Time in the West, and I would equate it more to Charles Bronson's character, like, the harmonica guy, in that one where he has his own mission, but, like, he's rude, he's disrespectful to the main lady, even though he's helping her. And it's more of a it's more of a brutish take on what Charles, um, Clint Eastwood was doing, and and that's that's the way it is. It's like they're they're flawed characters who are doing something that you want them to succeed in, but they're they're ultimately flawed characters. You're not supposed to be enamored with them. Yeah, and I think I I one time heard an interview with Quentin Tarantino talking about westerns and how they evolved. And how, you know, through the character um, of these protagonists, it often reflected something about what was going on in uh, in America. And I think even at that time, perhaps, because this would have been like um, the 60s, right? With, um, yes. with the Dollars Trilogy, right? So it was um, like around the time of um, Vietnam. And uh, and a lot of guys like coming back from that and whatnot. So um, I don't have much of a point on that. Just just I remember it, that be, being really interested, e- even going back to kind of watch those westerns and and then with that lens of like what that what that character and and, and that setting and whatnot reflects about where America was as a nation uh, back then. Fair enough. What? <laughs> I said fair enough. Okay, I guess. So, I've, no, I've never thought about that, but I was like, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, I think Good, the Bad, and the Ugly came out of '66, so I was like, that'd be. Because I've never again. I watched them when I was younger. I just watched them and enjoy them. Yeah. But I've never thought about like, oh, what commentary is it making on American society? Yeah. As a whole. Yeah, but, yeah. Because I, if I remember correctly, this was around the time um, that the Hateful Eight. I think it was an interview uh, around the time of the Hateful Eight, and he was talking about 
you know the the statements that his own movie was making about like the um the climate uh and what he was trying to reflect perhaps about the country or, or whatnot so um yeah I'll, I'll try to look for it and maybe send it to you but nice. but I, but i guess on that note um we can um head into the ratings uh and we will start with you sir um the one who has chosen uh, this movie as you say all right. Um, based on the fact that there's there's a lot I liked about the movie. It was it was entertaining. It's by far not perfect, and we have um our carefully curated one to three system. I would give it um I'd give it a solid two. I would I would watch it again. I would tell people, hey, catch it. Don't watch it with your kids, but watch it. Um, watch it with subtitles, and it's fun. So, yeah. Well, I. Am I going next? Uh, and now to Mark. All right. So um, I am going to give it based on what I saw. Two little Jerry's. Two little Jerry's. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I will watch this movie again. Um, I I enjoyed a lot. Um, you know, like I said, there. My biggest gripe will will always be there, and I always scoff at the screen every time I see them in their jean cutout jackets. Um, but other than that, like you know, it, it was it was a pretty good movie. Um, I, I would watch it again, and uh, yeah, two little Jerry's for me. Remember, this was also from two thousand seven, so go back and look at pictures uh, in 2007 um maybe you weren't dressing like that but i can certainly remember um but it's just the some... the setting of the movie you know i just i don't know yeah yeah so uh for my rating uh and that was a that was a 2 right mark yes those little jerrys so i mean would we put this is this a genre? Is this Pacific movie? You think a subgenre, all all on its own, or or is this to also be thrown in there with, you know, with a Kill Bill or with a Django Unchained or you know with other with some of these other Western style movies that are, um, you know, calling back to with these tributes and the and these type of things. I mean, I think this is a straight up Western movie. Yeah. Okay. So if this is a straight up, if we're saying that this is a straight up Western movie, um, then I, I I can't give it more than a than a point five. Oh my um, and part of that is because no, I mean, uh, even all right, I guess even point five is too much <laughs> with with. With subtitles, I could be convinced to maybe watch this again, especially because it's only 90 minutes. So if if there was the guarantee of subtitles, um, I could be convinced to watch this again, um, only just to see if it makes the experience any better, because it really was a very bad experience having to watch this without subtitles at one point, just throwing my hands up in the air um, in defeat, just saying, I'm just not going to understand most of this dialogue. Um, so let me just try to catch whatever I can. Um, but even still, I think that those flaws would be there. And so, yeah, I wouldn't, 
I mean, if it was that sounds like a one, bud. That sounds like a no. one. No, I was going to say solid I one. Wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend this to anyone, and I, you know, really wouldn't 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 seek it out to like watch it again and and whatnot. Um, so. Zero point five. Yeah, but the fact that you're willing to watch it again with subtitles—that's a solid one. No. No. <laughs> so close. So close. I felt you in the edge. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Damn. <laughs> so. Well, all right. Well, next time Juan comes over, I know what movie I'm recommending. <laughs> Just put it on the big screen. <laughs> Uh, who's next? Oh, Kevin's. Or I'm sorry, Juan's no, next. I right? just went. No, I believe you're mm-hmm. next, Vlad. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to uh, think then. Yeah. Well, anyways, hey, uh, it's been it's been real. I, I enjoyed this. I, I I thought this was a very good pick, Kevin. Uh, a little Thank outside you. the box. Too outside, maybe, but you know, outside. It's good. <laughs> I felt I felt like that at one point when I was watching it. Only in the first half. Uh, once it settled into itself, I was like, "Okay, I, I see what's happening here." Yeah, I mean, from my two cents, I would say I'm all for, you know, um, not not uh, caring what anyone else thinks or who's listening or whatnot, but. But, um, you know, it couldn't hurt to maybe pick a movie that other people might also be interested in or might have heard of. Two um, cent that- opinion and a five cent review. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. Keep it coming. Um, uh, just we'll keep doing our thing. Yeah, you keep uh, it up. I'm going to start picking movies. I know you're going to hate. I need to pick movies that with you in mind. You better like, what? I'm convinced with the last one you picked, you subconsciously did that. No, I was hoping to bring you into something, but I got the wrong directions. I think he was, he, he maybe you thought it was going to be like Zero Dark Thirty. Maybe, yeah. Such yeah. A good movie. I, was wait, I was waiting for Jason Bourne to pop up in that one, too. <laughs> All right. All right, well, gentlemen. That's, that's about the time for a man's got to do what a man's got to do. I got to go. <laughs> All right. You Love go, you. Go, go handle your Later. business. Later. <laughs>